0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these important stories today on the Atlanta Business Radio. We have BJ Green with Cadence Bank. Welcome, BJ.
1: Good afternoon. Glad to be here, Lee.
0: Well, uh, tell us about Cadence. How are you serving folks?
1: Yeah, so uh, you know the, the Cadence story is a good one. We have been in the Atlanta market now for about two and a half years. Uh, if you recall, we merged with um, State Bank back in January of 2019 and I think have been really, you know, hustling to be relevant uh, in the Atlanta market. And so we have uh, hired a, a number of bankers to cover middle market companies. Those would be folks up to 500 million in revenue. We have a legacy commercial banking team that that really handles folks from one to 50 million. And then we've hired three private bankers and they're handling uh, folks' personal needs. So whether that's home equity loans, mortgages, uh, and their investment assets. And, um, I think it's a good story. We've been growing really nicely and I think have had, uh, build a nice brand in the Atlanta market.
0: Now for the listeners that, um, you know, maybe they're not as knowledgeable about banking as you are. Can you explain kind of maybe the trade-offs or the pros and cons of going with, like, I like to call them the stadium banks, you know, banks that, you know, have their name on stadiums, uh, banks like yours and even like uh, community banks, can you kind of give us the rundown of the pros and cons of each of those? Sure.
1: Yeah. I think that uh, there are certainly pros and cons and and banks, obviously, you know, there's a full spectrum of banks. So you have the, the smaller local banks that are on a lot of the, you know, the main streets and in various communities. I think the benefits of the smaller banks, a lot of times are you would, you'd get to know the president and the CEO, you have an ear with the the really the top leadership at a bank and i think as you move up the the spectrum and get into some of the larger banks and there are there are four really major banks in the united states today it's just it's harder to to get to know kind of the senior leadership and i think a lot of times the larger banks they get more bureaucratic and and quite frankly struggle to really uh you know sometimes serve smaller clients and and that's not always the case some of them are very good at it but uh, in my opinion, a lot of times the banks that are smaller, uh, you, you just you, as a as a business owner you can be more relevant to a to a bank and um, have an ear at a higher level within the organization, and I think that can that can really help. I, I would say on the flip side, the challenge for banks that are on the smaller end of the spectrum, you know, really have to out hustle and, and compete uh, from a technology perspective. So a lot of times the bigger banks have more resources uh, from that perspective. And then they have a more national footprint. And so our bank cadence, you know, we're primarily in the Southeast kind of Texas over to Georgia with, with some presence in Florida, you know, but fill in those Southeastern conference States uh, in between uh, we're, we're, relevant here. We do have some industries where we focus on a more national uh, footprint. So those are kind of restaurant healthcare and technology in terms of our specialized industries coverage, but at the end of the day, it's all about being relevant to to the customers and really helping them. And I think you're right to ask, you know, what are the trade-offs trade-offs between some of the bigger names and, and maybe some of the smaller smaller banks in the country?
0: So one of the benefits I'm hearing like from a cadence is that um, you're not kind of a line on a spreadsheet uh, like in some of these larger banks and that every time you go come in, it might be a different person and they don't really know you. And uh, at cadence, you're going to get more. Personal attention,
1: for sure. I mean, you know, I like to say that we are big enough to be relevant and helpful, but we're also small enough to be very nimble. Um, you know, if if a person off the street came in for a credit request, uh, we've got a banker on the on the field that would that would meet with that customer, uh, and then you know, I report directly to our, our CEO, and so you're kind of two steps away from. Uh, not necessarily the ultimate decision maker, but you've got, you know, very uh, I would say clear line of sight to senior executives within the organization. And that's very powerful. So, so the the average customer out on the street is not, you know, one of 10,000 or one of 20,000 clients. She may be one of a hundred clients or one of 200 clients in a local market. And so the name would be recognized uh, more easily or more readily in the organization versus a larger bank where, uh, you know, they're just serving clients across a much broader spectrum. And and I think, you know, potentially can be less relevant.
0: Now, would that have come in handy, like at the beginning of this pandemic where there was some, um, you know, there people are scrambling for funds, loans, things like that, to have a relationship like you described, I would imagine that might help me get some of that, Faster and more efficiently than if I was, you know, just kind of a number in a larger bank that I could get lost and no one's really watching my back.
1: Well, there's there's nothing more important than having a really good relationship with your banker uh, in times of crisis and uh, during the pandemic. uh, Cadence, for example, we did over a billion dollars in PPP loans to about four thousand distinct clients. So the average PPP loan was two hundred and fifty thousand. And there the volume that hit the banking uh, kind of industry was just unbelievable. And so you really needed and, and had to have an audience or a banker that picked up the phone and, and took ownership in the loan request to get something like the PPP done. Uh, I think eventually most everyone got something through that wanted it, but there was a massive bottleneck to get the PPP loans out in the, in the right hand. so, for sure, having a close relationship with a banker helps, and, and certainly in times of trouble, um, even if you're in a non-pandemic environment, just a regular environment, if you're struggling or having some sales issues or things like that, I mean, having a, a banker that understands you and knows you and is willing to be patient and help you through a tough time, I think is, is uh, a real advantage, and, and one of the reasons why uh, you know going with a, a bank that's focused on relationships can be really helpful.
0: Now, you mentioned the presence uh, throughout the Southeast and as far over as Texas. Can you talk a little bit about the consolidation that's happening with your firm uh, merging uh, in 2019 and then I think this year as well? Um, what's the thinking there in terms of is that just kind of you're all philosophically aligned and you just want to kind of broaden the services and, uh, you know, footprint? Uh, what, what's the kind of growth strategy from that standpoint?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think that banks today are, are really trying to figure out how to be relevant to their customers. When, um, when Cadence acquired State Bank back in 2019, growth was certainly on the, on the forefront of what you know, Cadence was looking to do. So did not have a Georgia presence. And with the State Bank acquisition, ended up being close to $18 billion, a little more in assets. The merger with Bank Corp South uh, out of Tupelo creates a bank that's 44 billion in assets. So we'll be the fifth largest bank headquartered in the states where we where we operate. There'll be about 425 retail locations and it is kind of Texas over to Georgia. There's some presence in Florida, Arkansas, Tennessee, and then kind of fill in the, the map between that but it's all about scale and being able to deliver to the clients. And I will tell you, I've been a banker for 26 or 27 years now, and having a bigger balance sheet certainly helps you in the middle market where you might need to write a check that's a little bigger than, you know, if you're a smaller bank. The good news about this combination is that Corp South really has a community model. And so they're very good at lending in the communities. They tend to do smaller loans, And I think Cadence Bank, uh, our strength is more commercial and middle market lending. And so the combination will be very powerful. Uh, We're going to be a a kind of a regional power in that $45 billion, $44 billion asset size. And I think we'll be more relevant to the clients on on the street that we try to serve every day.
0: And it sounds like you're not kind of forgetting the little guy this this merger is going to uh, enable you to serve both the smaller end of the spectrum all the way up into the larger
1: that's right I think the the, the best thing about this opportunity or the merger is that it does exactly that we will be uh, will be better at serving smaller uh, companies and, and smaller businesses on the street they the the Bancorp South model really is a very strong community model. And through those 300 locations and with the merger will be 400 uh, retail locations. That's really kind of the, this, the, the kind of spoke system, if you will, that gives us, uh, you know, really relationships into the the smaller businesses in the markets that, that we're trying to serve. we we'll still, we still want to be relevant to kind of commercial and middle market size businesses. So those would be companies in the, kind of 5 million to 500 million in revenue, but through our business banking and retail channel, we can really handle uh, the smallest of businesses. And I think do an effective job of, of serving their needs.
0: And then um, is that how you're going to separate yourself from the other players is to really kind of play uh, from that size up to the larger size. And uh, cause I think some of these larger banks tend to ignore the smaller players. I would
1: uh, what I would say is that we have the an opportunity that that's really unique. We can handle really a full spectrum of capabilities and and clients. So we can handle uh, through the business banking channel, we'll be able to handle really small businesses. Uh, and that may be from a dental practice to a restaurant, you know, a single location. Uh, and then we have the ability to handle all of the real estate needs that somebody might have. So whether that's an owner-occupied headquarter building or warehouse, uh, or even investment properties, we will have the ability to do that. And then on the middle market side, we can handle you know companies that are 500 million and even more than that. Uh, not only with our balance sheet, with our with our treasury products. So I think that the exciting thing for me is we've got the ability to really you know look at businesses and opportunities across that that full spectrum.
0: Now, how had you have you found, um, I guess, while well, you've been here uh, in Georgia, but how, do you, how does kind of Georgia compare to the other states that you're doing business in, in terms of the business climate? Um, I see firsthand a lot of really good synergies, public-private, um, uh, the nonprofit. There's a real uh, collaboration uh, in order to help everybody kind of rise. Are you, do you see that in Georgia and how does it compare to the other States that you work in?
1: Yeah, look, I think Georgia is uh, it's one of the best States to, to do business in. Uh, I think some publications would put it number one. Um, We've got great leadership um, as a state. So, you know, you look at our past three governors, Purdue, uh, Deal, and Kemp, I think all three were focused on the business, climate, and community, and how do, how do you make that uh, kind of uh, business friendly. They, we have great leadership uh, in the Metro Chamber, so Katie Kirkpatrick at the, at the Atlanta Metro Chamber and Chris Clark in the Georgia Chamber. I mean, these, these folks, I think, wake up every day and try to figure out how can we be more relevant, uh, not only in the, the city of Atlanta, but but the state. Um, and, and we're very fortunate. You know, we, we talk about this a lot. We've got the busiest airport in the world. Uh, the port in Savannah, I think, is in the top three from a volume perspective. And, and Atlanta sits in this really neat spot in that we are the kind of uh, southeastern distribution hub, uh, if you will, for a lot of the freight and uh, traffic that's coming through. So that that's a huge advantage. And then we're really benefiting from a pretty strong technology sector. So I think 70% of all the payments are processed through Atlanta. From a FinTech and a cyber uh, security perspective, Atlanta is just, it's a great robust environment. So I think we're we're fortunate. We've got the confluence of leadership from the government perspective, private perspective, uh, certainly the public side as well. And then then you mentioned this, but uh, there's no better place in the country to see uh, leaders of these companies lean in and help the non-for-profits. And so you see a really robust non-for-profit community, um, you know, and I think it's, it reflects kind of the the companies that are here. We've got 16 Fortune 500 companies headquartered in Atlanta, and I think 18 or so in the state of Georgia. Uh, So I I can't imagine a better place to do business. Um, The other states that we operate in, I think, you know, Georgia, Texas is probably, you know, right there with Dallas and Houston, I do think that historically, you know, those markets tended to be a little uh, oil driven, uh, if you will, but they've they've diversified uh, as well. But I, I think when you look across our footprint, um, the exciting thing for us is BankCorp South did not have operations in Georgia. And so for our team uh, and the markets here in Atlanta and central Georgia, we've got a lot of runway to, to grow and develop and build the, the cadence brand name. And I'm excited about that.
0: Now, how does Cadence kind of immerse themselves in the community? What are some of the activities they do to, you know, kind of be a, a, a true community member?
1: Yeah, great, really good question. So we, we spend time talking about this and, and, you know, what organizations do we want to support uh, and how do we think about our, our community? I do think that as you build your community, you know, you build your bank. And, and that's a great uh, expression that I learned earlier in my career. But we have, uh, first of all, there's a financial commitment. So whether that's the Woodruff Arts Center, uh, we've got people that have gone through Leadership Georgia. Um, we also have the Cadence Bank Amphitheater at Chastain Park. If you've ever been there, so that's that's something we're doing. But our our employees serve on boards, and we try to get you know very, very strongly tied to uh, the community. So as we sit here today. Our bankers are on the boards of organizations like Trees Atlanta, the Girl Scouts, Meals on Wheels Atlanta, Kaiser Permanente, Desire Street Ministries, Chris 180, uh, et cetera. So, so that's a part of it. There's a financial commitment. And so we're, we're doing what we can uh, there. And, and, and you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's just about people leaning in and trying to help organizations that, that need the help.
0: So now what's... Um... If you look in your crystal ball, how do you see us coming out of this pandemic? How do you um, kind of see the growth of the bank, you know, in the next, you know, rest of the year into next year?
1: Yeah, I think Cadence is is really poised well for the next 12 to 18 months. It's really interesting. You, you look at corporate earnings and I think earnings across the companies that we serve. And those those are very strong. Um, so I feel good about that. Obviously, the government with the different stimulus packages or, or, you know, putting money into the economy. Um, You know, it's, we'll we'll see what ultimately kind of is decided, but the numbers that you see out of the, out of Washington are in that four, potentially four and a half trillion uh, dollars. And I think that will be, you know, that's a massive amount of money that's coming into the system. So I think that uh, is is favorable. You have really low uh, interest rates. So most borrowers are enjoying. Um, and i don't care if you're borrowing money for a home or you're a, you're a company today but you're in the you know the low single digits from an interest expense perspective so i think that helps um and then you know the biggest kind of i think the the last factor to, to maybe hit on is just the, the current job environment and you know are we able to get folks back to work and and kind of meet the needs that are out there talk to anybody in the in the restaurant or the hospitality industry and they will tell you they've, they've got plenty of open positions. And, um, you know, I think we need to get people back in back to work and, and kind of filling those. So I'm, I'm really bullish in the near term, uh, for sure. I think that, you know, the, the question that I have, and maybe other people have are just, you know, at what point do we start to see some inflationary pressures? If, if the stimulus package comes in, as, as talked about, uh, and you see some of the different job recovery things coming back in. You know, what, is that, what does that mean or, or what are the implications longer term? And that, that's tougher to, to kind of predict.
0: Now, you mentioned talent a little bit. Is that um, are you hiring right now?
1: Yes, we are hiring. We have, I think, when uh, in my, some of my earlier comments, you know, we've hired probably 20 to 25 people in the last two years uh, filling out a private banking team, a middle market team. Uh, and, and commercial banking. We actually just hired an analyst uh, within the last couple of weeks. And I would tell you that over the next 12 months, we will absolutely be adding to our, uh, our staff to kind of complement and fill out uh, some of those different uh, businesses or business lines that I mentioned uh, earlier. So we'll, we'll be growing for sure.
0: And then, what is uh, kind of a, the point where a business client of yours switches banks? What is usually the pain they're having where it might be worth giving Cadence a call to check them out?
1: Yeah, I think, um, in my opinion, where we are seeing the, the, the best opportunities, they tend to occur, kind of going back to, to maybe some of your earlier line of questioning, they may be at a bank where uh, they don't feel relevant or they're not getting the, the kind of attention that they, they had hoped to um, receive. And I think if, if, you know, they're out there and operating today and don't feel like the banker is really hustling to help them, uh, you know, that's a, that's a great chance for us to kind of to step in and, and be relevant. Um, you know, we do take a, a, the perspective of, you know, we really want to understand the business owner and what their goals and objectives are. Sometimes that's to continue to grow that business, uh, potentially to hand it down to a family member. Uh, or maybe sell the business because of the the current climate from an MA perspective is very attractive. So I think our jobs as bankers is to really, you know, sit alongside the business owner, understand their goals, and then really develop a strategy to help them meet those goals and objectives. And at the end of the day, if we can help them grow their business or think strategically about what they want to do next, uh, you know, then we can be very relevant. And I think, potentially be more relevant than, you know, a banker that's, that's dealing with them. So it's, it's all about building a really strong relationship, uh, understand the company's goals and objectives, and then really meeting that, that need and trying to help them uh, as best you can. So, uh, and, and look, I think at the end of the day, we're all guilty of this. People tend to be complacent sometimes when you're in a relationship uh, from a professionally. And so, you know, there are always opportunities to maybe look around and see if somebody out there is willing to hustle a little more and maybe you're in that business. So uh, we certainly benefit from that sometimes uh, when people have relationships with other banks.
0: Well, uh, if, you're, if your banker isn't having a conversation with you, like you just described periodically, then maybe you should check out Cadence because if that's the kind of service you're delivering, that sounds pretty attractive.
1: That's right. and I, And it's a differentiator, right? If you're, and, and I think we get that feedback in the market. I mean, when you sit down with a business owner and really listen and get to know them and understand what they're trying to achieve, uh, it just changes the, the dynamics dramatically. I mean, so many uh, bankers and, and people in general, you know, they're not willing to kind of lean in and, and get to that next level. And so the, the ability and the desire to do that, I think, uh, can, can really be helpful.
0: Well, BJ, if somebody wants to learn more, what's the coordinates for Cadence?
1: So, uh, you know, we're certainly we have a, a website, uh, CadenceBank.com, and I'm certainly available if anybody wants to reach out to me. And I don't know if it's appropriate to give my information yeah. on, on the air, but I'm happy to do that.
0: Go, give out whatever you'd like.
1: Yeah. So I'm, uh, it's BJ.Green, G-R-E-E-N, at CadenceBank.com. And I can be reached. Uh, my office number is 404 239 eight, six, four, six. And I'm happy to help anyone uh, listening that wants to talk to a banker and get to know us a little better.
0: And it's CadenceBank.com is just for general. Uh, You can find the location near you. Uh, You can find, uh, you know, kind of the bank, all the stuff about the bank at that website.
1: That's, that's exactly right.
0: Well, thank you again, BJ, for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it.
0: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta business radio.